Well, hello to all of you, and thanks a million, as always, for coming back. This is our podcast number 33. I had no idea when we got started we would get up to 33, but here we are. Now, from a numerological point of view, which I actually know very little about, number 33 is a master number, the master of all masters. And if one looks up what it represents... It represents offering guidance to the world. Okay, so I pondered over that fact, and I thought, what could be one of the absolutely, if not the most important ideas that can be offered to the world? What is most essential? So several things came to mind, all equally most essential. So I thought today we will cover a couple of them. The first one is, As we've said about a zillion times, the world reflects our attitude. It just sits there and looks back at us. And that is so not our experience. We just can't believe that. We think the world is so permanent and it seems so consistent. It seems like I wake up basically in the same house every day and all the furniture is in the same place and the same trees are outside the window. It has such an objective feel like we come and go, it stays. Well, that's our experience of it, but that's not the truth of it. So you think, okay, but if that's my experience of it, so what? Well, here's the thing. The reason why it seems so permanent and so stable and so powerful and we seem so small and it's so large, this is not a function of its permanence. It's a function of our huge, enormous power, of our own creative ability. You might say misdirected. And by misdirected, I don't want that to sound like something is wrong. It would be more like if little kids got to play with nuclear power, you just don't know what might happen, but it might not be what we would hope. (laughs) So the way we've got things set up with the world as huge, not particularly interested in our welfare, certainly including a lot of elements that seem not to be safe to us, Well, this doesn't make for a very good perspective or a point of view, because the net of this is that it's large, we're small, we can't make it do what we think it ought to do. Does that sound fair? So, back to our initial idea that the world is actually a reflection, and it's my huge power that's actually on display, not the permanence of something else. So, as we've also heard, and we have, I guess, attempted to practice, that if I change what I pay attention to, then the world around me will change. And I just have had people tell me for decades now that I've done some work with, gee, I changed my mind and everything around me changed. So, it's not like All kinds of us are not getting constant feedback about the truth of this when we actually attempt to do this. So when we decide that we're going to look for what's right instead of for what's wrong. But what I would like to pay attention to today is not so much 
okay, I now want to look for what's right instead of what's wrong, because that still has a judgmental kind of quality to it, like I'm in some position to say what's right and what's wrong. What we really want to do is pay attention to how we look at the world. From what part of my mind do I view the world? And so on. So, at the moment, we're looking at it through the ego mind. Now, the ego mind is simply that faculty within us that judges between what's okay, what's not okay, what's right, what's wrong, what's good for me, what's not good for me, who are the friends, who are the enemies, what will further my cause, what will make things worse rather than better. So you can see that when I look at my world as partly okay and partly not okay from that egoic perspective, I get a real mixed bag as my world. Now, what I would like to do is stabilize and concentrate, so to speak, how I choose to look at my world. And that's going to be, do I want to look at it through the eyes of fear, which of course is always divisive and ends up in that right-wrong thing, or do I want to look at it through the eyes of love? Now, I'm reminded of a biblical statement that says, may the mind of Christ Jesus be also in you. Don't listen to that as some kind of a Christian statement in terms of religion. This hasn't anything to do with religion. It has to do, if we use a little common sense here, the mind of Christ Jesus, who was clearly, no matter what religion you belong to, a master, master teacher, shall we say the eyes out of which he looked at the world would be only love, not partly love and partly not love. It would be uniformly operating at the frequency of love so that from out of those eyes, you can only see what's right. You can only see what's loving because those are the only eyes. You're not looking out of a divided set of eyes. You're looking out from a singular viewpoint with no divisions. And so we're asked, would you be willing to do that? Would you be willing to live with that same kind of mind where there is a singular viewpoint? All righty. Now, you can see that right now, our some good and some bad kind of world fosters a kind of unsafe place. How can you be stable And how can you feel safe and how can you feel secure if you think, well, there are some good elements in the world that I might appreciate and might be here for me, but boy, I never know when I'm going to be blindsided by something that is not in my best interest after all, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, so you can see that if I look at everything and everybody and every situation in my world only through the eyes of love. I can only see friends. I can only see everything from a helpful point of view. And I end up feeling absolutely safe, absolutely embraced, totally acceptable, totally beloved. 
who wouldn't want a world like that? So if we're going to have a prayer, it might be something like, help me be willing to live at that higher frequency of love, where automatically, that's the only thing that I can see in my life, where I can only look at things in a loving way. And what can be more helpful to myself and others than that? So once again, if the world is my mirror and I decide that I want to look at it only through the eyes of love, it's going to, quote, look back at me only with the eyes of love. I've come home and all is well. I can't think of anything that would be a message that's more necessary or more helpful that allows people to realize the world does not have power over me. I have power over it because I'm the one who decides how I will see it and thus interact with it and all things within it. I hope you pay close, close attention to that. Decide that that's your highest goal, to see everything out of that high frequency of love. And I'm sure that we will be calling on all sorts of forces we don't even know exists or how they operate, because nothing could be a more important request or prayer than this. I hope you have a wonderful, love-filled week. Bye.